Hey there, I'm Evan DeWald and I'm joined by Tara Lindsley and this is Unpacked. We're unpacking life as messy people. So here, we do the things that we do the best. We tell stories and we share life with each other. Sometimes life gets big and messy and full of failure and vulnerable moments, but we believe that sharing those things together helps us all to grow. So have a listen. Make sure to like and subscribe. Hey, welcome to Unpacked. This week, it's a bit different. It's just me, Tara here, giving you a quick intro. And I'm definitely missing the Hey Tara that Evan does every week. It makes me laugh every time. So this week on Unpacked, Evan and I are chatting about growth and transformation through your heart, your head, and your body. So we use the Enneagram in our conversation. So if you know your core type, that's awesome and you can relate to it that way. So if you know your core type, then that's great. You'll hear kind of what center you reside in and what area you are prone to starting with first. But you don't need to know the Enneagram to get something from this episode. We believe we're all made to grow physically, mentally, spiritually. So Evan and I spend a bit of time talking about the three centers, your heart, your head, and your body, and how which one we often start in. Like me, I start in the heart, so I have certain emotions and actually even specific ways that I can go about actually moving through my heart into using my head and using my body in order to grow and transform. So in this episode, we want to talk about growth and we talk about how important it is to access each of the centers to be connected to your body, your head and your heart in order to grow, but also in order to heal and even to be aware of yourself and others. Hey, we always appreciate that you listen. So please like, subscribe, download, share, do all those great things. We always, always appreciate it. And it helps us get the message out. If you want, you can follow us on social media at The Unpacked Pod. And we love commenting and hearing what you're taking away from an episode or what questions you have. We hope you enjoy. Hey, Tara. <laughs> hey. Oh, how fun is this going to be? Yeah, we got our new equipment. We have some new stuff. We're so profesh. Yeah. There's even a adjustment on our microphones that make you sound more professional. We need it. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> need it. <laughs> I think both of us. Yeah, it, it is always fun to play with new toys. Mm-hmm. Like, this is fun to figure out and all these kind of things. But what I'm most excited for is that hopefully some of this new new hardware we got here is going to help listeners like listen better and be less distracted by some of the ups and downs of sound and all that kind of stuff that we clearly have worked through and we're not professional at this yet either so there's going to be a little (laughs) bit more to it too yeah it's super fun it's nice to have the equipment and that we got the grant for it and that's awesome yeah and it was fun even this morning just to chat a little bit about what kind of live event could we do too because that's part of the grant Mm -hmm. too so we'll see where that goes as well Mm -hmm. not for today no well, today we're we're gonna talk we're gonna talk growth. Yeah. Like how do you grow? And transformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I obviously I'm I'm excited about it because the life of a pastor is really to help people grow and, and experience transformation and in inside of that we often talk about it from a spiritual perspective. But I just really actually believe God made us to grow. Mm-hmm. So whether it's mentally, spiritually, right, like mm-hmm. even physically, um, I think 
we're designed for that. And so we are meant to grow all things yeah, in, on earth, on this big round ball we're on, <laughs> are meant to grow. Uh, humans happen to grow specifically in some some specific ways. And so maybe we can talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, it's going to be good. I think it's also interesting that it's a lifelong learning and curiosity. We don't arrive somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I like that idea that there's always room to grow and learn. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that, that adage, right? Like as soon as you're certain of something, you're probably wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I was telling somebody that the other day. I was like, yeah, when I was younger, I used to read the Bible with complete certainty. Mm. And only now in my forties to go, Oh boy. Like some of the things I've taught, I would not teach now. The things I was so certain of before I've, I've come to have different perspectives on and that's growth. Yeah. Or like how teenagers think they know absolutely everything more than their parents. Yeah. And and that was only true in one instance. And that was uh, me when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah. I was definitely yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get into those stories where you were absolutely right. No, I, I do think that it is a funny thing because growth is, is an interesting thing. We all want to grow, but we all grow at different rates and speeds in different areas, right? Mm-hmm. That's like a real thing. You know, we planted a garden last year, not to bring up a garden analogy, but all the plants didn't grow at the exact same speed. That's just what, even in the same flower bed, you plant all these different seeds and they grew at different speeds. And I think humans are like that. I think, I think we're just like that. Right. So, so giving ourselves the freedom to kind of grow at, at the speed at which we're capable is just part of being good to yourself. Yeah. So anyways, um, and then, then, uh, I, I would say though, that, growth in humans is a weird one you can you can there's so many different ways you can intentionally grow right i'm gonna grow in an area or whatever whether it's around you know enneagram wisdom or it's around (laughs) i'm gonna go to college or i'm gonna this that or whatever read these books on this topic listen to a podcast listen to a podcast (laughs) there you go uh or or the other other is true right where it's like some growth is forced upon us Mm -hmm. It, it happens in the midst of pain and struggle and messiness and I, I think that anytime we think about growth, we should we should remind ourselves that growth is clumsy. Mm-hmm. It is like, you know, Otto right now, he's 12 and his feet are growing and his body's growing and he's a bit on the clumsy side. And and in a way, you know, growth is clumsy. Mm-hmm. It is filled with moments of certainty and moments of uncertainty and moments of where you, where you get to say something and get rewarded for the thing that you've learned and other moments where you say something and you get corrected. Mm-hmm. And so it always requires this level of humility and perspective. And if, if your heart can be set on, I, I am set to grow rather than I am set to learn these lists of things. Yeah. It can be hopefully more fun. Growth can be more fun. Yeah, so. I think so. I think also the image of like you sit down to grow, like you just are going to sit down and read a mm-hmm. book and it's going to grow and shape you is really nice and I hope that happens for people in my life that has not probably been the case of mm-hmm. where I felt like the most transformation and growth has happened yeah well, and, and that's right there, there's so many different ways of growing right you can grow in a classroom or on your couch mm-hmm. right and then there's you know the world that you go out and you learn to grow with it I would say that the way I've seen that in the last few years as an example is is my, is my girls have gone through driver training that's mm. like you know to get your learners you just got to read a book you have to read a book well enough that you can write a little test on the computer and pass it. Mm-hmm. 
but you don't know how to drive. Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't know a thing about driving. <laughs> you know, that requires, you know, a great deal of stress and, you know, on, on your parents' behalf especially. You know, that requires somebody, you know, gripping the holy shit hand, <laughs> handles in the car, you know, while you're learning to drive. Yeah. You know, and trying to be calm and all those kind of things. I just, when I think about that, that is that is definitely one of those things mm-hmm. for me where I just go, yeah, like... There were several occasions I thought I was going to lose my life. My kids were learning to drive. And I'm sure that was true of my parents. Probably, yeah. And it required practice. It required failure. It required like all of those things. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, growth can be like that. But for specifically um, for today's conversation, mm-hmm. we're going to steal a little bit of any Enneagram language, although you don't have to be a real Enneagram person to to grasp hopefully the concept of the triangle and kind of how it operates and how it works. And so when I say, when I say triangle, I mean, um, head or intellect, like heart or emotion and, and body or like gut response instinct. And, uh, these are kind of the three triads of the Enneagram. And, uh, when we talk Enneagram and, and this isn't new to the Enneagram or other areas, these are common things. They're, they're all aspects of what it means to be fully transformed. And so I, I think I think that there is, you know, sometimes we universally switch transformation and, and growth as the same word. Mm-hmm. And that, probably for the sake of this conversation, even that's just fine. Like we can totally do that. But really for me, I can grow in a topic. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's changed, changed my life, transformed yeah. my life. And so, so for me, I actually, I'm going to say like transformation is the deeper thing. Yeah, it does feel deeper and scarier. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and um so so what I would I would say is that we each have a natural instinct to begin the growth process. So what I would mean by that is uh for some of us a natural instinct is to intellectually just come at something. Mm-hmm. So you you probably see that when 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 you start seeing a deficiency Mm, what do you mean? Well, when you just start seeing something, I don't know anything about that. Or you're in a conversation at a party and somebody is talking about something and you and you can intellectually go, oh, this is out of my league. I don't know anything about this. I need to learn more about this. You So you make a conscious choice to go about learning that thing. Another probably a good place would be to say like in the midst of like, like we established earlier in the conversation, like when something difficult or bad happens, mm-hmm. each person is going to have a natural response to how they're going to make their way through that thing. So for me, I am, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I land in, in the thinking triad. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really do have kind of a root belief that I can think my way out of just about anything. Mm-hmm. What other numbers are in the thinking? The, the, the five, six and seven are, are in the thinking triad and some would call it the fear triad, but, but for the sake of this conversation, it's re- it's really the, the thinking triad or the intellect. So when something goes really difficult or difficult in my life or story or even the life of the story of people around me, I would really like to logic us out of it. Yeah. And so that's my instinct. Yeah. You go to like, how are we going to make a good, wise decision here? Yeah. What information do I need? Exactly. And, and, and for me and in in my particular personality type and, and Enneagram number as well is I, I do have a resistance to the heart triad, you know, and, uh, and, because it it feels like 
and I have said this, I've said this to you and you laugh at me. Because I'm in the heart Because you're in the heart <laughs> but I But I have often been like, yeah, emotions aren't helpful here to making a good choice. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't think that's true. No. But I certainly have... I certainly have tried to lift that out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know how to feel right now. Let's not feel. It's not helpful. And uh, what, I, what I'm learning is that even though intellect may be the beginning of, of, a, of a seed or of growing or mm-hmm. experiencing some transformation, if I don't allow it to make its way through the other triads, because I, I do have feelings and emotions, I do have a body mm-hmm. that is affected by stress and all the other things, that if I don't if I don't allow something I am learning right now to make its way through how I feel about it and how my body reacts to it, responds to it, then it, it doesn't fully do the cycle of, of growth and transformation in it. And it often falls by the wayside, to be honest with you, for me. I just end up forgetting about it and I just think that was a funny, cool little thing in my life or story. Well, could it also leave you with unresolved yeah. emotions yeah. or yeah. like pain or other aspects in your body yeah like for others it's the heart and so they experience something in the heart you have an emotion about something and that begins the that spurs on right the beginning of of growth or transformation in something and that's twos threes and fours if you are an enneagram person yeah and so that that would be you right you fall in that and and that that would be something where you you would get to experience something in your heart and then go how what do i think about this yeah, and it's not my initial it's reaction. It's instinct to do so. No, my, yeah. I will have feelings first and be led by that. Mm-hmm. And it's more practice for me to think. Yeah. And in fact, I probably need people to help me do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the body one, which is a little bit on the tricky side for people, but it's like oftentimes we need, in order for transformation to fully take effect, we actually need to allow it to live, like express itself coming out of our body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not talking, I'm not trying to get all weird or whatever, but maybe an example of it might be, Hey, I, I feel like I am learning that I'm called to serve people intellectually. That makes sense that we would care for our community and each other. Mm-hmm. And you make it, make it your way into the heart triad, which, which is also confirming that you feel good when you care for and serve others. Mm-hmm. There's an emotion attached to that. And the body is until you actually start serving somebody, you you it hasn't left your body. It's just a thought. Mm. And so I, I think that that can be one of those challenges that oftentimes we sit around and we talk about how we're meant to love our community, but we don't. It doesn't go anywhere until we actually volunteer somewhere. Until we actually start engaging our neighbors, and and that's when the other two triads start to to show themselves. So I can intellectually say I'm supposed to love my my neighbor. And I can get on a podcast and tell everybody that they should love their neighbor. But if I'm not actually doing that myself, it's not transforming me in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And so so I think that those are some of the things that, that we begin to see. This is what's interesting, I, I would say about it is, we all want to grow. I do think we want that. Um, we all have a tendency to, to start at the starting point where our, our triad is. Yeah, it's like we could use the language of pillow for it again. Yeah. It's kind of your pillow for it. It's yeah. your comfort zone. Yeah. It's your comfort zone. So you, you're going to, you are going to be challenged to learn something new or grow something or be transformed in an area. And it's very likely going to start in your heart. Mm-hmm. For sure. 
that feeling or a sense of something that you're not that you're deficient in an area or that there is something that's exciting about Mm -hmm. a particular thing or whatever that might be i'm going to do it in my head and others are going to do it out there by doing by doing or having a like a instinct of reaction yes exactly to knowing what the next right thing is yeah so so i i do think that that's those are all really, really important things mm-hmm. when we think about transformation. How are we shaped as people? What does that look like? And I, I would add too that it's like, in particular, right now, in the context that we're in of the pandemic, no one's no one's in completely in their right state of mind either. Mm-hmm. And so there is some confusion parts around some of that. What do you mean, though? Uh, you can read a piece of information and say it feels right. Mm-hmm. And I can stay there. And you can stay in the feeling of that. That feels right. Never go over into the to the thinking triad about. But what does actual conventional logic or what does that mean? How does that play out? Mm-hmm. And that that goes both ways. I'm I'm not talking about vaxxer, anti vaxxer, any of that kind of stuff. That's not we're not getting into that. But it goes both ways. You're yeah. having an emotional reaction to both of those things, and 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 to be good to yourself is to recognize, okay, what triad am I in? Where do I begin the transformation process as a, as a person? So I know I'm, I'm learning this about myself. You're learning this about yourself. Others have to learn this about themselves. Mm-hmm. So we can't just get on this podcast and say, this is exactly how it works for every person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And under stress, which is what we're under in a pandemic. Yeah. it's We just can't function at mm-hmm. our top. So we're prone to staying in our pillow forts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what's safe. Yeah, in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, but it doesn't leave room for any growth. Yeah. I, like I would definitely say for me, when I when I find myself in a difficult place or a dark place, like I talked about even on Sunday, peaks and valleys. When mm-hmm. I find myself in valleys, I just want to think. Mm. Think, 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 think. I do not want to feel. Yeah. And what does thinking look like? Like what does that look like for you? In a healthy way, hopefully, it's I'm going to learn. I'm going to gather knowledge from all kinds of different sources. So I listen to podcasts and I try to do all those kind of things to figure out what is the pieces of information I need. And I am trying to find all kinds of intellectual information so that I don't have to feel anything. Mm. So it, it can be an avoidance. Right. When really, if I want to truly be transformed, if I want my messy to mean something, and I know now I, I actually need to feel it. Mm. I'm going to have to let it. It's going to have to leave my body somehow. But my instinct is to just allow it to bounce around inside my head. Yeah. And our theory about this, or this is your theory. I'm saying our theory, but this is your theory is that you actually do need all three. You do. Yeah. And, and Enneagram, uh, true Enneagram wisdom actually is. So we're talking a lot about intellect here, mm-hmm. but you need the other two centers of intelligence, the other two triads, to to speak into your, in my case, my intellect. Mm-hmm. You need your gut and your body yeah. and your intellect to speak into your heart because your heart will only take you so far. So if you can learn how to engage these other two centers of intelligence in the midst of your growth, 
your heart will actually expand. Your, your, your capacity to grow in your intellect or your capacity to grow in trusting your gut or your body and what it's saying to you will actually grow because that's what you're made to do. So ignoring your heart or ignoring your intellect or ignoring your body because you, right, you don't want to know uh, about those other two things because they're scary or whatever actually limits you growing in your, in your, in your dominant center of intelligence. Which can be a superpower to other people, but it can be challenging if you only stay there for yourself. So you can help other people. Like I can help other people experience their emotions but if I'm only ever aware of my own emotions and I don't move into any sort of like for me, I find it really helpful to release my emotions by working out. Mm-hmm. So I do something with my body yep. because my emotions are signals and information, but they're not always truthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can lie to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is all the evidence why we shouldn't have emotions. Mm-hmm. We just, be <laughs> I'm, I'm totally joking, but no, I, I do think that these are, these are really, really important things. Anyways, some fascinating things. So if you think about, I guess, where I would, where I would want to like point people towards mm-hmm. is that part of growing is knowing yourself. That's why we talk about self-awareness so much. But, you know, Augustine says, you know, his famous prayer, Augustine prayed, Lord, grant me that I could know myself that, so that I could know you. Mm-hmm. In other words, you only get to know God to the depth at which you're willing to get to know yourself. And the same is true with the people around you. So I would say that of, you know, you only get to know your spouse to the depth at which you are willing to look at yourself. Mm-hmm. That there is a limit and it, it is moving at your speed of growth. Then we add on to that, the transformation piece, right? That it's like, you only get to be transformed and experience transformation at the willing, at, at, at the rate at which you are willing to go, you in other words, for the control freaks out there, you do actually get to be in control of how you grow and how you experience transformation. Like internally, you, you know, you don't get to control if somebody in your life passes away and you don't have them anymore. That's a transformation you go through, you know, or whatever. But but it, it's um, the internal work is really on you. Mm-hmm. So, so. Bottom line, growth and transformation requires the posture of humility mm-hmm. with an openness to, to learn, mm-hmm. that, you know, that you don't know everything. Yeah, being curious. There is a good deal of unknowing that you have in you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we kind of get to choose if we're going to stay there or not. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's hard work. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not easy. Like we just made it sound like you just choose, but... Yeah. Well, Richard, Richard Rohr wrote a book called Falling Upward, mm-hmm. right? And it really was about like at some point in your life and story, you're going to make a transition to fall into something that's new and scary. And and you're going to have the choice to do that. And the reality is it's probably going to come at a difficult time in mm-hmm. your story. And some choose not to. Yeah. They literally choose not to grow. And they, they can find themselves in that state of mind forever. Hmm. And to me, that's really sad. It's not a fear that I have necessarily. I really do hope that I, I am a, I'm a constant lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the way we were made. But I am also consciously aware that I can choose not to. Yeah, to resist it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Okay, so do you think it would be helpful to go through each of the triads a little bit more in detail and some of what they deal with? 
yeah, we can do that. Okay. Sometimes it can be helpful to identify your triad by an emotion. It can be helpful. So there are emotions, typical emotions that are connected to each of the triads. So, so we, we can really quickly do that. So, so in the head triad or the intelligence center, the emotion that's the dominant core emotion is fear. Mm-hmm. Fear is driving something there. Mm-hmm. That might be a repressed fear. It might be a fear that you're totally aware of. It's, it really like a fear of not having the information you need to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Is a driving fear for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there is a root of fear that's present there. And and so that is one of the emotions for me in terms of how I play that out. Mm-hmm. For the two? For the heart triad, it is? Shame. How so? Oh. Um, yeah. The heart triad is experiencing shame and it's just under the surface usually for all three types, twos, threes, and fours, because we're often looking for a sense of belonging and wanting to be a part of a group and we can shape shift in order to make it possible, which can also bring up feelings of shame because you're trying to belong and make people like you. Mm-hmm. And when you don't, or when you're rejected, that's very painful. Yeah. So it can drive you to like shame spirals and negative emotions and have really negative beliefs in yourself Mm -hmm. that you can't be fully who you are yeah because you won't be loved for that the emotion of shame is connected to identity too right like we we've talked about that in the podcast Mm -hmm. before right that it's like when you experience or feel shame it's because your identity is you feel a sense that your identity is in jeopardy Mm -hmm. and uh people in the heart triad can can experience that and so the shame, the emotion of shame can be a driving force to transformation. Yeah, yeah. It can be a helpful thing. So, um, and then the third one is, is the body and, mm-hmm. and the emotion that's connected to that is anger. Yeah. So that oftentimes in that particular triad, those body type folks experience anger first. It's a primary emotion for them. Mm-hmm. They go first. Yeah. yeah. So where I might be afraid, they might just get angry. And you might just get shameful, feel like you did, you had something mm-hmm. to do with that thing. And, and so recognizing even when some of these kinds of emotions stir up can be one of the ways where you ask yourself, what is it that I'm sp- supposed to be paying attention to here? Mm-hmm. Right? And, yeah, uh, they're signals. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of a quick example of each one, but but I would definitely say one of the questions for me personally is when I start to feel afraid. Mm-hmm. or feel fear mm-hmm. um, and my behavior starts to live out of that uh, that is an, a signal to me that probably I I need to have, have a good look at what's what's actually happening here and the fears are usually made up yeah to be honest with you so what do you do like can the, you identify it easily that you're experiencing fear in the moment no and this is the work of this is the interior self-awareness work Catch yourself being yourself. And so that in, in the context of the challenging or broken things about you, that you get to go, okay, why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. How do I step out of fear so that I can look at it and ask it what it's trying to teach me? Mm-hmm. How do you step out of shame to go, no, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have to be embarrassed or shameful. Or I don't have to put on a show. Yeah. 
I can just be honest and truthful about who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. And same with anger. Mm-hmm. What's my anger trying to teach me? Yeah. What is it trying to reveal in me? What expectation is it of myself usually that is not in line with who I want to be or what I believe I was made for? The other, the other thing I, I would definitely say is like, this is the context, like every time we've talked to our favorite psychologist, Maureen, <laughs> mm-hmm. community comes up. Yeah. Connection. Yep. Connection. And so the, the reality is that oftentimes we do not see these things happening in ourselves soon enough. And so, but the context of healthy, good relationships, trusting relationships where people are, are saying, hey, I'm sensing you got a lot of fear. Or even, you know, you tease me like, oh, you're twitching a lot. Like, what's happening? <laughs> right? And it, it's stress that's coming, kind of coming out of my body. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not usually aware of it, but it, but it is usually coming out in some way. Then also, like, other practices are a really great way of, of revealing what is happening in inside of you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, journaling, right? Some fun things that we've talked about, like naming your fear, like legit giving it a name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I used to call, I used to call, um, I realized at one point in my time in my life, I was super insecure, just feeling when we were planting the church, to be honest with you. And uh, it was so real that sometimes on Sundays I'd be sick, like to my stomach. And like, it was, it, I, at the time felt like it was just insecurity. It, it was insecurity in a lot of ways that was rooted in fear that people would find out that I just didn't know what I was doing or that, that I wasn't worth following or that this vision that I had for a church in Chestmere wasn't a good one, you yeah. know? And, and so all that anxiety was kind of coming out and yet I still had to carry on and do my job. And so it typically presented on Sundays at the time we were meeting Sunday nights. And I remember like I would get sick, like, like really bad digestional by digestion things happening in my body, mm. and nauseous and other physical examples of how just how stressed out and how fearful I was, mm-hmm. and uh, and for me a good practice was to just be able to name it even in the moment. Yeah, to and yourself or to myself, maybe to somebody else. In my context at, at that time too, it was just to God. Because mm-hmm. I still had to go about doing my job, still had to get up and preach, still had to lead, still had to do all those things. And yeah. So I named, I actually called my insecurities, I, I gave him a name, I called him Terry. Because mm-hmm. it felt like it was so real, it was like another person in the room with me that was telling me that I wasn't worthy in a lot of ways. And uh, so I used to pray and I, I, I like to make fun of myself and some of those things. And so I just was like, I'm just going to call him Terry. And so I would pray before I get up to preach. You know, after coming out of the bathroom, I go, okay, God, I'm here. Terry's here. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. We're doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's be truthful about how we go about doing this. And today I feel insecure. And that's that's been helpful. We can do that in our day, even when we're parents. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We can go, look, I'm, I'm my fear is so loud right now that I think I'm going to mess up my child. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. Or even to be able to say to your child, like, that was really scary for me. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. afraid there. Yeah. And I, you know, I had really big feelings about it or yeah. Yeah. overreacted or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So these these can be some of those kind of those kind of things. And then obviously there's practices. The Enneagram is one of those practices of mm-hmm. working on becoming more self-aware mm-hmm. of, your, of your general tendencies 
of your your growth paths and some of those kind of things even knowing where you start your growing and your transformational journey mm-hmm. is important for me it's in my intellect yeah and if like people are resonating with that that's super helpful but i would say it's also really helpful to learn about the other triads mm-hmm. yeah B- because remember they are contributing mm-hmm. to how you're going to grow yeah so you don't get to grow intellectually until you're able to accept you how you feel and, and accept what your body is saying to you and how it's operating and working. Yeah. So there's some work in identifying where you start. Yeah. yeah. So you wanna, again. You want to be super emotionally in touch? Mm-hmm. You're actually going to have to think about your emotions intellectually. You can't just go, I have lots of feelings, so I'm a feeling expert. <laughs> well, right? I think it's, like, it's yes. good to identify that because the heart triad, it's tricky for them. Uh-huh. It's tricky for yeah. us over here, yeah, to, over here. <laughs> to think. It is tricky. It's an area that is like we think we're thinking, yeah, but we're really feeling. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. it's important to try to identify that. And that can be hard to do by yourself and especially initially yeah. if you have a lot of big feelings in the moment. Yeah. It's funny because uh, we've, we've, we've said this before that often like twos are relation, you're thinking about relationships often and, um, and you, you mistake that for thinking, yeah. um, but really it's just a spiral of feelings. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you're feeling about your relationships, not thinking about your relationships. The same is the opposite is true of those people who are on the other side in the thinking triad. Uh, so for myself, I would say I'm feeling, I am having lots of feelings, but really I'm probably, I am trying to rationalize those feelings. Mm-hmm. So while I'm having a feeling of sadness, I'm trying to tell myself why. Even like thinking yep. why. Yep. <laughs> I was just going to say that. And I was going to say, it might even be an indicator for people because the difference in how we talk, you mm-hmm. and I, cause we're so opposite. Um, I would say, I feel, and I would talk about something and you would say, I think, Yep. And we start sentences that yeah. way. So yeah. it's even like a sneaky indicator of. Yeah, I'm not sure what those body people, how those body type people do that are like, I punch. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like an assuredness with yeah. that yeah. instincts yeah. when you're in a gut triad. There's yeah. like an, like they, they may not feel internally yeah. that way, but when they talk, it's almost like a direct. Like they're confident and assured. Yeah. Them. Yeah. And as people who are married to them, which we each are, (laughs) we can be assuredly that we can be assured that they are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when we're mad. (laughs) Yeah. Some of the time. Some of the time they're right too. It's funny. um, So so these can be some of those ways that Mm -hmm. we we begin the growth and transformation process and and work our way out of there. There there are others um, like identifying the values and identifying what it is that's that's broken here or whatever. Uh, The practice of curiosity. And this is where children can teach us so much, right? They are in a state of constant growth and transformation, mm-hmm. right? It's it's kind of cool it and is. kind of irritating sometimes. I was just going to say the amount of questions you get are super fun and also a lot. Yeah, and a lot, exactly. And then I think the bottom line is like, am I, tr- am I seeking out like, truth and honesty, authenticity mm-hmm. in my own life and story in the way that I'm expressing myself in everyday life? Mm-hmm. And am I willing to do that? Mm-hmm. Just let, Can I just sit with it mm-hmm. for a bit? And there have been moments like when things have gotten really hard where I'm like, I'm not going to feel right now. I am going to be a seven and just be distracted. Mm-hmm. And 
I've had people say, you know, you're definitely distracting yourself. Some people like, you know, on the other end of this line have said that to me. And I go, yeah, this is how I cope and I'm going to cope. Yeah. And, and then to trust myself, trust my relationships, trust all those people around me that they'll give me the space to, to actually do it the right way when I, when I can. Yeah. When I finally can. Yeah. And I think that's okay too. We're allowed to come back to things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boy, was that enough? Well, that yeah, I think for the head triad, that's all the that's all practice. the ones. Um, so practices for the for the heart triad, just to be a little bit more like clarifying expectations with others. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell me what you expect, I most definitely will let you down, and you'll think it's your fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's so true. Just, I just played that out really fast, but practicing self care, mm-hmm. expressing your feelings. Yeah, I would say self compassion. I think you have to learn a lot mm-hmm. about self compassion if you're in the heart triad. And dealing with shame. Yeah. That's a really, it's an easy place to go. Yeah. If you're, if shame is right on the surface. And I think you actually have to say, you have to name it. Just like you have to name your fear. I have to name it when it's Mm -hmm. uncomfortable or I'm feeling shame. Yeah. I mean, not always, I don't always find myself using the word shame, but I definitely feel it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I make a mistake, I feel really bad about it. Yeah. It's one of the great things about working with you. I don't really (laughs) need to point it out. Just be like... That was really terrible, Tara, that thing you did. <laughs> that editing mistake was really something. <laughs> but, right, but but it's like, uh, the reality is, yeah, I am not going to be able to point out something you haven't already seen. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, a mistake or, or whatever. But what I would need from someone else is, like, to remind me to be compassionate to myself. Yeah. 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 And to see the good and not, you know, mm-hmm. join this shame spiral yeah. with me. Yeah. I don't need more criticism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you really don't. But but you do sometimes need it. Just, you know, this is a you and I thing. Mm-hmm. You do sometimes need somebody to make a little light of it. Yeah. Because you're yeah. just not able to make light of it. Totally. Yeah. You know, that's and, so true. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm really good at making light of things. <laughs> like that is one of my, you know, that's one of my spiritual gifts, you know. So yeah. anyways, I, I, I do think there have been moments when it's like, I'll make a joke about something that you're feeling bad about. Mm-hmm. And, well, I think this happened fairly recently and you were like, yeah, too soon. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> and then I was like, uh, no, I don't think it is actually. <laughs> I'm going to keep making fun of you because I think you need to laugh a little at yourself right now. Yeah. Everybody else is just laughing at the mistake, not you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And yeah. I think that's the, that's the difference is that, no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, I, for people in the, in the heart triad, especially identifying triggers, those kinds of things can be really, really important because emotions, you, they are a bit out of control. You don't get to predict when they're going to appear. And, and so when we've got triggering events and those kind of things, you experience emotions right away. And once you're experiencing them in a triggering kind of a way, it can be very hard to snap out of it. Yeah. Well, and I think what can happen with shame too is like, I, Christmas is a challenging time and it was just recent for us. Like we're mm-hmm. recording this right after Christmas and I have a lot of mixed emotions and I can be easily triggered on Christmas because of my past and mm-hmm. my experiences with um, my biological dad. And I can very easily have the emotion and then be stuck in it and have a big reaction and then feel really bad about it. Mm -hmm. Like feel like I should not have that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. 
because I know better, I could do better or whatever. And, and that is also shame. And the reality is only your close friends know that that's happening in your, and some of your close family. Mm-hmm. And we forget like, like this isn't a secret. Ryan has said this on multiple occasions. He's like, you know, for the, for both of you come from divorced families, mm-hmm. this is a ton of expectations around a whole lot more people yep. than in my family. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and he has said this before. It's like, the idea of staying home is very good for him. And because the idea of being pulled in every direction is very triggering. Yeah. That's a triggering thing. And he, but he knows it. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's one of the, the interesting things that I see. see but you also can't always stop it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other things for heart triad people surrounding yourself with, with others who are self-aware, mm-hmm. right? Analyzing um, what you feel uh, with how, with what with what you maybe should be feeling even though i don't like the should be feeling um i think yeah maybe it's just being bringing it closer to like what's truthful yes like what's What's actually real and authentic yeah 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 Yeah. last one yeah good try it folks (laughs) some of the healthy ways for them to overcome their anger um they may or may not like this but uh it's physical activity i have a i have an eight in my house and uh She's been asking, well, I'm going to say who it is so I don't, so that people, because I have a couple of eights, I think, in my house. <laughs> I'm talking about the younger eight in my house. Mm. She really wants a punching bag for Christmas. <laughs> no way. <Yeah. laughs> I don't like know. A, like, a, like a big bag downstairs that she can put gloves on and go down and beat the crap nice. on it. And uh, I, I think we're going to try to make it happen because this is her um, trying to work through using her body to work through some some of those internal anger yeah. issues. Okay, but I just read about. in the notes, that's super interesting. Um, they desire control, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of feelings of frustrations when they lose it. When you were just saying that, I was like, oh, yeah. we should name that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that body type people want to be in control. They're also natural leaders and yeah. action-oriented people. So yeah. we all have gifts on the, on the sides of yep, the there's, there's we, we are pointing out the shadow side mm-hmm. of some of this stuff and there is there is definitely good stuff uh that are, that's kind of is a result of us being in a self-aware of some mm-hmm. of these things that are taking place mm-hmm. if you don't deal with anger uh you don't get the you don't get the bright side for them uh the self-awareness work and the growth the beginning of growth is is analyzing what makes what, what makes them most angry mm-hmm. right they they have to do the work of working through possible solutions they, they, they just have to. They have to create narratives that work out in their mind in terms of how they deal with anger. Hmm. In fact, for people in the anger triad, I think it can be awesome, like even for them to work out some scenarios, hypothetical scenarios. What do you mean? I, I do think that transformation requires using our, well, I guess I haven't said this. If you can't use your imagination, um, because it unlocks the creativity and the utopic future. I think it can be very hard to live into something new, which would which lead towards transformation and growth. Mm-hmm. So you, even when we read scripture, when we do all those kind of things, it's it's an interesting thing I remember a long time ago because the Bible is supposed to be something you intellectually learn. I remember somebody saying, you need to use your imagination when you read the scripture. Hmm. And I remember thinking, don't there's something wrong with that? It's not good. That means you're making something up that's not there. Interesting. But really, 
what it actually is doing is your imagination is allowing you to enter into the story Mm -hmm. use your heart to see how people felt and experienced that Mm -hmm. and then you get to see the teaching and the the intellect that uh, hopefully results in some form of transformation or some form of action body so when people in the gut triad need to play out scenarios yeah they they do actually need to think so how is this going to play out and even how is it going to play out that's going to make you more angry or less angry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sometimes imagining even when i say this or if i say this or how i work this out what's going to be the result of that they need to do that work when they don't they gut instincts say things and it gets them in trouble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right because anger anger can be hurtful it can be a driving force to important transformation and change in people's lives, social, like social groups, lives, organizations, all those things. Mm-hmm. But if, but if it, if it isn't done well, it can just become a hurtful thing mm. and and therefore a part of the problem, yeah. not the person, the way in which it was done. Mm-hmm. It can be hurtful. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, people in the in the anger triad, they got to figure out ways to step back, step away, before they do that exact thing I was just talking about. Before they hurt, before they harm, it can be helpful. Move moving from their body, they write if they can write things down. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is true of of people that I know that are in the the body type triad. If they can write things down, that nine times out of ten. They will hurt a whole lot less people and they will feel more confident and better. Even if they write out their gut thing, they never do anything with it even. It's not like you got to write an email and send it every time. Yeah, that's true. That's a good example. That's actually a really good example. Yeah, I remember telling somebody years ago, uh, they were going through a pretty messy thing. I said to her, I was like, I really don't think you should send any more emails after 10 p.m. (laughs) That's a good standard rule for probably everybody. everybody. No matter what. But but the, the process of moving things out of your right brain and into your left brain mm-hmm. via your doing some bodily action is important. Mm-hmm. So going for a run, going for a walk, journaling, writing, running on the treadmill. Going in the shop. Yep, going in the shop, building something, playing hockey, mm-hmm. doing these kinds of things can be, can be really, really good. Uh, all people need to talk to a counselor. Yep. Everybody. Doesn't matter which triad you're coming at i just we've said that over and over we've had multiple counselors on the podcast we're trying to reduce the stigma Mm -hmm. around talking things out and figuring things out and understanding who you are and counselors are uniquely designed trained and have grown in themselves a passion to do that also most counselors have tried to do some of that internal work themselves Mm -hmm. that's true it doesn't mean they're not normal people who've got crap going on in their own lives but it does mean that they are doing their best to use the things that they have learned to help others. Well, and I don't think it has to be a, a like 20 year commitment you're making to someone either. Like yeah. you can go to counseling for a few sessions yeah. and then start again when there's something else that you want to learn about or you yeah. want to explore more. Yeah. Um, oh man, funny one. Um, body type people get hangry. <laughs> they just do. You're so right. That's so funny. Oh, absolutely, they do. It's like you just need a snack. Like, yep. how about you go have a snack and then we'll talk after. Yeah. How about you go rest a little bit and then yep. <laughs> that's yep. another one. Yeah. They 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 are healthier humans when they're taking care of their their bodies and allowing some of the internal work to exit their body. Mm-hmm. So you get the punching bag or you go on the run on the treadmill, all those kind of things. I know I keep 
harping on this, but it, it is really, really important. Breathing exercises, all those things. I got a, I got a, an, an eye watch for Christmas. <laughs> you gonna, got what? I'm going to start calling it an eye watch. I think it's an eye watch. It's <laughs> a little, just a funny little inside joke. Right? The first time I got it, I, I could could not think Apple Watch. The word <laughs> could not come to mind. So I just kept saying, I got this eye watch. <laughs> you would finally you're like, okay, it's called an Apple Watch. <laughs> like, nope, it's going to be an eye watch now from now on. <laughs> Uh, it tells me uh, every couple of hours that I should stop and breathe. That's a good one for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Also, I would say to breathe and like relax your shoulders. Not just you, but like everybody. <laughs> like, okay. What are you saying? I'm just going <laughs> to like take a deep to... breath and put your shoulders down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's another good reminder. That is a good reminder. What I would say is recognizing, recognizing that we were made to grow, that uh, 99% of the time, we only intentionally grow when we feel safe. Mm-hmm. So we need safe environments to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen too many people grow when they don't feel safe mm-hmm. in terms of their interior life. Yeah. They, 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 the mechanisms that God has put in our bodies to protect us are, are in overdrive. And so they're just protecting. They're not helping grow mm-hmm. or transform. So what do you think are some of the ways that we can experience growth in a time when we are under stress? Naming it. I think it is really, really important. Asking people, like mm-hmm. our community, those people around us. And and then I, I come back to like trying to figure out the healthy ways that you, you're going to work through. So I actually just named all three of those. The naming is the intellect, right? human interaction relationships context that often are heart kind mm-hmm. of relationships and conversations and, mm-hmm. and then that well how am i going to deal what what, what action what, what action do i need to do mm-hmm. yeah yeah so these are these are understanding where mm-hmm. you're at where your triad is and then how do you how do you enter into into the other spaces because they are helping you grow those other spaces are necessary to growth or transformation in particular. You just don't get there. You got to go through them all. Yep. And you might go through them faster. But I have to stop and go, how do I feel about that? Mm-hmm. Like, I just have to. And if it's a sadness, like like it or not, I'm just going to have to be sad for a bit. Mm-hmm. And the reality is I don't. I don't like it. Right. <laughs> but I know that I, there are moments when I'm like, I am having an emotion. It's a challenging one. Like I'm okay to laugh and all those, those emotions I love, but where I can go, all right, this water is going to, it's going to be deep water and I'm not going to like it for a bit here, but I need to do it if I'm going to grow. And I kind of have to choose it. If I choose it, then I, I, I'm limiting my um, unconscious awareness of distracting myself from it. Right. Well, and it's a practice. It's mm-hmm. a practice that takes time to pay attention to. Yeah. I'm not going to naturally just always be logical. Yeah. Like I'm not going to just naturally go there on my own. Yeah. And I do think that's where community helps. That's where all those kind of things happen. I feel like on some, in some areas we've bounced around in this conversation, mm-hmm. but I hope that what people actually hear have heard is we're made to grow, but you were also made a certain way. Mm-hmm. Your starting point to growth and transformation 
is typically the same. It's the same place. So whether it is a, a logical intelligence center, whether it's the heart, right, or that shame center, or it, or it's the 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 body, mm-hmm. or the anger center, it's starting there. So when you experience those things, good question to ask yourself is, what am I? Where? What do I need to grow here? How can I grow here? And, and like I said, catch yourself being yourself. Yeah. Way harder when it's in the context of a painful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or a disagreement or those kind of things. It can be, it can be way harder. It's not like, you know, the next time you get in a fight with Ryan or something, you're like, wait a second, I'm going to, I'm going to move into my thinking triad and then I'm going to move into yeah. my body. Right. It's like, it's going to take some time and you might find yourself on the treadmill later going, okay, I think possibly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Like maybe I might have overreacted and allowed these things to take over or whatever. And the same thing is true for me. Maybe my maybe Kristen was actually just asking me to be with her in some emotion. Mm-hmm. And I tried to just rationalize and logic them right out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And I gotta go out to the shop and I gotta do some work with my hands to kind of go, Yeah, you were a bad husband. Well, that's a bit aggressive, but well, there are moments, your behavior yeah. wasn't great. Yeah, there yeah. you go. It's probably better language. But but I think those are those are some of those kinds of things. It happens at work. It happens at your marriage. It happens in your family. It happens at your church. It happens on your street. It's happening everywhere. Well, and it does become a bit familiar. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, now that I've, I know this about myself, I can go, oh, I'm having a lot of feelings about this, but this isn't what I need right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I'm going to have, I need to, how do I help regulate that? Mm-hmm. So I can think clearly what do I need to do to do that and then take an action. Wow. Right. This yeah. is some serious stuff. Um, it is fun stuff if you are committed to a growing life mm-hmm. and a transforming life. Um, learning your growth path can be really, really helpful. Cause there's so many gifts in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I would want our listeners to know that, that our goal in this is not to point out the, the broken thing in you, mm-hmm. but to point out that there's always potential to grow. Mm-hmm. And and you are made to grow, and growth is life-giving. So the healthier you are, the better gift you are to the world. Yeah, so true. And uh, so let's let's try to be committed to being growing, growing people. Oh. Deal deal (laughs) hey we are uh, always so glad uh, when you choose to take an hour or whatever out of your time to join us on the podcast Uh, we'll be eternally grateful for the shares and the likes and the comments that you make on some of the content and topics that we talk about so uh, please continue to to share and tell people about unpacked and what we're doing thanks for your time i hope that you are having a great week and that is a week that you can grow in. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'd love if you take a moment to rate, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, thanks for listening.